if you have ever been on edge with your child or just frustrated with how they are acting, how you are acting towards them, and you just feel a lot of tension with that one child. I think we have all been there so many times and it can be frustrating, it can feel defeating, we can feel like a failure, we can feel guilty in the way that we're acting, wondering what should I do? How can I do this? How can I honestly just suck it up and <laughs> be with this child and and want to appreciate them and be happy around them? I wanted to share some solutions with you today that I feel like will definitely bring us back to our child. So if you're ever thinking, help, my child seems like she's pulling away, I'm pulling away, she's short-tempered, I'm short-tempered, and I just want to like being around her and make our relationship really good right now, then come along, friend, let's grow. You know those days where you just feel so overwhelmed and tired from all the busy and you just want to multiply the time you do have to create more time for intentional words and family dinners and quality time together? And do you just need to know that you really can keep your family close and your faith strong in today's world? Welcome to Families That Stick Together. Just step right over the random pile of clothes, turn right past the paper still out from last week's school project, maybe don't look at the sink, and make yourself at home, friend. I'm your host, Jennifer, wife to my high school sweetheart, mom of four, and creator of Together Moments, where we took our same worries and figured out the answer to slowing down, keeping family time a priority, and creating deep connection through solid communication, even among all the busy. The answer is to gather moments, and we want to come alongside your family as you lay your foundation. If you're ready for time to slow down, intentional moments to overflow, and all of this to feel easy in your real life, then welcome, friend. With your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee, I can't wait to spend my time with you. Now my mom, she will eat anything with everything bagel seasoning on it. Jennifer Zambio! A few months ago, I ran into a friend and she was talking to me about this very thing. Not feeling like her child was connecting with them. She felt like her child was a little bit frustrated around the other siblings and in their family. And we just talked and I gave her a couple you know, stories from my own experience as a mom with my children. My children are much older than hers. Hers, her oldest is elementary age. And basically by the end of our talk, I had just told her, go have some one-on-one time with her. Go home, ask her if, if she just wants to sit in the other room while the boys are playing here and paint her nails or ask her if she wants to run errands with you or whatever. I didn't feel like it was that... <laughs> Uh, you know, breakthrough of advice. And she felt good. The mom felt good talking through this with me. And she felt like, yeah, that's something easy I can do. So anyway, the day goes on. And the next day I get a text from her and she says, I just wanted to 
to thank you for the chat yesterday. It's so funny. I gave her more intention and spent some real quality time with her. And guess what? She was amazing all day yesterday. Is that actually all she needed? She was helpful, sweet, thoughtful, and it's been a long time since I was able to say those things about her. Thanks again for the advice. I'm sad I didn't ask you sooner. And, you know, a couple things here. I want to spend this episode giving some good tips on getting to that point when we feel like we just need something to just kick us back into gear with our children. And the first thing I'll say is that is so normal. If we don't have days like that, then I, I think that's kind of weird because we're all human. We're going to go through these ups and downs of emotions and conflict in our homes and things feeling off and us as parents going through certain things in our life and that affecting how we parent with our children and our relationship with them and them going through their own things and all of that. But I also want to highlight the fact and keep encouraging you to go to those friends of yours that you know you can get good advice from, where you can bounce ideas off of each other, where you can lean on them, where you know you are parenting in the same way, that you have the same goals and values for your family. That is why I sit where I am today. I have gone to those parents so many times, I still do, that are years ahead of me on this journey, that have gone through the same stages that I'm going through. And I love how their children turned out. I love how they're parenting, how their families connect. I can see it in them. And so I go to them. I don't know everything I'm doing with all the seasons I've been in and even all the seasons I've been through. So I need my friends just as much. So let's keep leaning on each other. This podcast, Families That Stick Together, is so much about our own families and connecting, but it's also about us reaching out to those that we see traveling the same road and learning from them and leaning on each other. That's how we build our own friendship strong. That's how we build our children's friendship strong. And we keep leaning on one another. So let's start today with how to get that deep connection back with our children when we feel like it's been on shaky ground and just like what I talked about in the beginning of this episode. The number one step is make that quality one-on-one time happen. I know as well as anyone that we can have good intentions and the time goes on and we don't know why we didn't make it happen, whether it's with our children, a good friend, a relative, our husband. We can think, yeah, I got to do this. I got to do this. And we just don't pull, pull the trigger and make it happen. So for today's episode, let's just look at 30 minutes. Let's kind of make that our our mark here that we want 30 minutes of one-on-one time. So when you're feeling like, uh. I just, I gotta rein in this relationship with this one child. Okay, look for 30 minutes. If you're, if it's your daughter, can you do something like we talked about? Paint your nails together. It doesn't have to be a daughter, but for the other ones, can you go for a walk, go shopping, run errands together, play a game, cook, play a sport? You know what would make your child light up if you said, hey, come on, 
Let's leave the room. Let's leave them all be. Let's you and I go do this together. What is going to make them feel special, feel loved, and feel like you thought of just them? So what does this quality 101 time bring us? Well, the first thing that's going to be healing in this thing that we're talking about, I'm not talking about always having some big fallout with our child. It could just be where you see them being a little on edge with their brothers and sisters, or you guys keep butting heads. But what happens here is when we give our child that one-on-one time, for us as the parent, it helps us to become more empathetic to our child, right? We can sit there and put ourselves in their shoes. We can see them in their little eight-year-old body in their 12-year-old self and and see what they are dealing with. This works for teenagers as well. So we can see what what is going on in their life. And when we have that one-on-one child, we can or one-on-one time, we can focus on that. And then that will carry over for days and weeks to come. And we keep building that muscle in ourselves of being able to see life through our child's eyes. And maybe when we're in that one-on-one situation after coming out of something, a bad week, we, we can see better why they were acting that way, why we were acting that way, and we can resolve it and move on. In the same way, another point of being together is we are reminded of our child's beauty. So if you have felt like, ugh, I don't want to be around this child or they're really getting on my nerves or I just can't overcome this right now. I, I just can't see them as fill in the blank. When we have that quality one-on-one time and we place ourselves with them in a point where they shine because it's something they enjoy doing and, and we're not distracted by the other things around us, we are reminded of how beautiful they are and we can see their their gifts and we can see what God has given them and in the child that he's entrusted to us and we see a different light and if we're talking about one-on-one time here and we really want to make it quality I think one thing that always helps in my family and probably in yours as well is change environments go somewhere new if the house feels like there's a lot of tension there and chaos, then plan your one-on-one activity outside of the home. Maybe just outside in your neighborhood or in the woods by your home or walk up to the local ice cream shop or just drive somewhere, go play at a park that you really like together. But remove yourself from the environment. I think that helps remind us of our child's beauty as well. Another benefit of that one-on-one time is our children are renewed in feeling appreciated by us and, and loved by us because they see that we are choosing to give them our attention. So they feel very special and it it just takes that one moment of, Hey, mom thought of me. She, she wants to be with me and they consciously feel that you have chosen them over anything else you could be doing. And the last thing I wanted to highlight is that those differences in tension can heal when we give each other our time and closeness. That happens in any relationship. You know when you felt like your family is getting pulled in every direction and the schedule is 
just causing you to be in all different places at once and everybody's getting in on each other's cases or you're short-tempered with each other. You know that when you have that good family time together, it really helps your uh, just to rekindle that, right? You feel that closeness almost immediately and it just took the focus on each other. So imagine that one-on-one quality time with just one child, how much we can heal those differences in tension just by creating that closeness. So number one, to pull our children back into that feeling of connection is to get that quality one-on-one time together. Another thing we can do is make our child feel important by praising him or her publicly in front of the family. This is not to inflate an ego or make the other children seem less important. But if you can just say those words of encouragement, maybe you've seen your child arguing with their sibling lately and you feel like this one child is kind of instigating everything. Then maybe you try to find that moment where you see them being a good big brother or good sister and you highlight that and say, wow, I I really noticed that you helped your little brother and he was having some difficulty there and you put away your selfishness, you took time to step away from what you were doing and you helped him. That was awesome. I noticed that and that really made a difference to him. Such an easy way to praise them. As I was thinking about this point for this episode, I found a a study that was done in America on fifth graders about how kids behave very differently depending on the kinds of praise they receive. So this was showing the differences between being praised for intelligence or being praised for effort. But I think we can gather some things here for our parenting. So kids who were praised for their effort in something showed that they began to prefer tasks that were challenging, tasks they could learn from. So when they were set, you know, told like, I saw you working really hard, that was great, or I know that you've been putting more time into that, they were more interested in learning new strategies for success than they were in finding out how other children had performed. So they weren't interested in comparing themselves. They were really interested in themselves and striving to become better. Now, in comparison, children who were praised for their ability in something, they were more likely to give up after a failure. They were more likely to perform poorly after a failure. They were more interested in their competitive standing, so how they measured up to others. And I, I think this this study is, it, it brings some important things to us as parents because we can notice more how our children are trying at things. And I think in the same respect, we can do that to ourselves as parents and not be so hard on ourselves trying to achieve this perfection in something. But when we are praising our children, they they feel good about themselves and 
it, it helps pull them out of maybe that funk they're in or that funk we're in because if we're forcing ourselves to give positive words, then we're forcing ourselves to tap into that love we have for the child and what we notice that's so good about them instead of getting frustrated with the weaknesses we see in front of us. So let's work on praising our our children more in those moments where we need that and praising them for their effort and not just always telling them some concrete thing that we see they've achieved, but praise them along the way so they keep working towards that. The last thing I think we can all do to bring that deeper connection back when we feel like it's been lost a little bit is just simply consciously keep up with these things. Keep up with the quality one-on-one time. Keep up with the praising them and noticing their effort in different things. I know very well as a parent, it can be easy to get in that mode of frustration, highlight all the things our children are displaying weakness in, show how they are failing in this thing that you've asked them to keep up with and this and that. And yeah, it can be a struggle to pull out the things that we see them doing well when we might be in that season of, ah, why can't you do better at this? We can start that whole move towards the more positive words by creating that quality one-on-one time. And then it will surely be a ripple effect where we can build off that and keep seeing our children's beauty and being empathetic for that towards them and really bringing out that goodness that we've seen so we can be like my friend was and say gosh is that all it took now I can surely describe my child as kind and polite and sweet because really we all just needed to get back to that uncover it again and start nurturing it If you are in that season of feeling a little disconnected, a little frustrated, exhausted, tired, it is okay. It really is okay. You can get back to the heart of everything that's good, everything that you love about that connection in your family simply by trying these few things. I really want to challenge you to make that 30 minutes of quality one-on-one time happen Even if you don't feel that disconnection with your child and you feel super close right now, keep it going. Keep nurturing that and growing it into those beautiful virtues that you want to see in your family. For more stickers like the one you heard in this episode, visit togethermoments.com, shop all our products, sign up for our newsletter to receive all kinds of good information to help keep your family growing strong and follow us at To Gather Moments. You can also find this sticker prompt written out in the show notes wherever you listen to this podcast and on our website at togethermoments.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and it does help you to gather moments and build your family stronger, please recommend it to a friend, leave a review, or simply tag us and let us know that you're listening. Thank you for making this ministry matter by being a family that sticks together.